1: Back to the Starry Night theater podcast I'm your host Alex and once again I am flying solo today um unfortunately DJ could not make it he isn't feeling well and um, we hope we hope he's feeling better and we'll come back soon because I miss you I miss my co-host but um <laughs> Ryan wa- Ryan was a great replacement last time and now I have... Two other people who were gracious enough to join me this morning, last minute. So, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hi, it's Natalie again.
0: (laughs) And it's Jared again.
1: And Jared is really excited to be back on the pod. I'm so
0: excited to be back. We have so much that we need to talk about that we forgot to last time.
1: Yeah, and and you were thinking, you even said to me the other day, we're never going to have you back on the pod. No,
0: no.
2: I
1: didn't believe it. Yeah. I never... look, at, look at us now. Yeah, look at us now. Look at you now. All right. Uh, this episode, our 46th episode, is sponsored by JDS Electrical, Inc., licensed and insured. Call 716-523-2711 for all your electrical needs. Thank you for sponsoring us. Um, I think our next thing is... Oh, no, beef, right? We do beef next? Sure.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Jared,
1: what's your beef?
0: No, I'm not right. Hold on. Okay. I
1: I honestly I just gave beef Wednesday, Is so I'm like beefless. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you're beef like licks. vegan right now.
0: <laughs> Are you vegan? You got no beef.
2: I could go. Okay. It's not really a big one, but on my way here, there was like a fire truck and an ambulance, and there were people that weren't pulling off to the side of the road, and that was that's my beef. Why wouldn't you just pull off to the side? And then the people that like go as late as possible before they pull off because they somehow will get to their destination faster i just don't think that makes sense let's keep the road safe for these important people
1: good beef i back the beef
0: i do back that beef (laughs) i saw one day i was on my way home i pulled over to the side of the road because i heard the sirens coming up behind me and then the person that was behind me just decided to keep going and i mean the cop was like right on their bumper and he his he was like honking his horn and blare and they would not pull over and he wasn't trying to pull them over like it wasn't a chase he was trying to get around them
1: hmm that's bad
0: and then eventually they pulled off to the side and i just kind of rolled my window down and i yelled at him
1: oh you're that person uh, yeah
0: pull over for the cops <laughs> idiots but it's
1: already ended like what are you gonna do they're never gonna change their mind because you
0: i want to make them feel bad alex <laughs> i'm gonna make them feel real bad wow just give them the thumbs down Instead of the middle finger, you give them a thumbs down.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say if you you give them that middle finger. No, I don't even know what
2: I would do if someone gave me a thumbs down rather than a middle <laughs> finger. It's the, it's <laughs> like right.
0: disappointment. It's the feeling of disappointment. Like you don't want to you don't want to feel that.
1: I've definitely had someone give me the middle finger.
0: Well, the middle finger, yeah, all the time.
1: I've never given one, nor would I ever. I plead the fifth. Oh no, <laughs> have you? <laughs>
0: I will if they. I will if they've already passed me because I, the last thing I want to do is have to fight someone on the side of the road. So I my wait mom, until my after mom will
2: there. yell at me if she listens to this. She'll be like, "I know, I always yell at you to be nice because you don't know what the other what they're going, going through."
1: Him. Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like, I don't want to make their day worse.
0: But sometimes, like, it's just some twenty year old tool bag in his what he thinks is a super nice car, but it's actually like a '93 Honda Civic that he's just put a spoiler on with duct tape, and like they deserve that finger.
1: Okay. Did you have a 93 Honda Civic?
0: No. No, I had a 93 Chevy Lumina. It had no spoiler taped onto like.
1: it. It uh, had no spoiler taped onto it? No, it was just it was just an
0: old car. It was no. just an old four-door. It <laughs> had, like, the nice, super soft fabric seats, and it had the bench seat in the front where the center console came up, oh. and it was a whole bench. And, like, the the trim was all, like, the fake wood-looking stuff. It was so nice, and the whole interior was a dark navy blue. Because that's when the car's exteriors and interiors just completely matched.
1: Wow. You had an old car. I
0: loved it. And the problem was the the gas line rotted out of the bottom of it. (laughs) And we took it to the mechanic and they were like, yeah, this pretty much just totals the vehicle. We're like, what? They're like, yeah, the repair to to fix the whole gas line would just cost more than the thing's worth at this point. So. Ready ready to move on. Jared's (laughs) car. Listen, it was like a great car. And it was a 93, and it only had 90,000 miles on it when I got it. And I got it in 2012. So I get, yeah, I got it in 12. <clears throat> so, like, it was it was almost a, a 20-year-old how car. Did this,
1: how much does this car cost you?
0: I only paid... Well, I only paid... <laughs> yeah, no shout out mom and dad. Mom and dad only paid $800 for the car.
1: <laughs> no wonder. <laughs>
0: um, but it was, it was garaged its entire life, and then... Oh, okay. And then... It's just, it was a 20-year-old car, so stuff had started falling apart in the bottom.
1: Yeah. My first car was a 2009 Toyota Corolla. It was a luxury edition, but whenever I started the car, the engine sounded awful. Like, it sounded like something was happening with it. But it ran great. It It lasted me three years, I think, until I totaled it. Oh, Alex, is there. there a story? I like, was just pulling out. of So I was working at Feel Right at the time and I was pulling out and then I, on the boulevard and I was passing Maple, mm-hmm. like right where the Delta Sonic is. And I just, I just hit someone. Someone was making a left mm. and I really thought the light was green. And then I get out of the car after Everything happened and was told that it wasn't, and it was my fault.
2: That's okay. Accidents happen. Yeah. Everyone yeah. was okay, so.
1: Yeah, all the airbags went off, and it was definitely not pretty.
0: Did you have, like, lasting physical injury from it?
1: No, I didn't have any injury from it, luckily. What
0: about the other person?
1: No. Their, their car was, well, their car wasn't fine, but they were fine. We were both...
0: There's not somebody like in a wheelchair now because of you. Else. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No,
1: we were both fine. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Likely story.
1: But yeah, I miss that car. Although I like my car now better because I have a better trunk.
0: Yeah i I've only been in one like super minor fender bender, and it was it was my fault. I was coming up from like, you know how when you go under an overpass and sometimes the road dips a mm-hmm. little bit. I was coming up. Um, it was a rainy day. I I was going the speed limit because I'm a grandma driver. DJ would hate to be in the car with me.
1: Oh, my God. You're a grandma driver?
0: I drive I drive the speed limit. I drive the speed limit, okay? DJ's yeah. not here to shun me for it. But I drive the speed about, limit.
1: like, five over?
0: It If I'm in a rush, I will absolutely go five over.
1: In a what? In a rush? Just go five? I wish you guys could see my face right now. My jaw dropped. I did not peg you as someone <laughs> who drives
0: the speed pretty, limit. I'm a pretty safe driver, okay? So... I I was going the speed limit. I come out from under this little dip, and, like, you know how the light just changes at the worst possible time? Yeah. And you have to make a split-second decision, like, slam on the brakes. Yeah. Well, the person, a few cars up from me, made that split-second decision oh. to slam on the brakes. <laughs> I'm going the speed limit. I'm coming up from the dip. I had no idea that everyone was slamming on their brakes up there. So then I slam on my brakes, but just a little bit too late. Like, I mean, my car, the front end of my car had, a like a little bit of crunching going on. The other person's car had like a golf ball sized dent in the bumper.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So like I panicked because it was the only accident I've ever been in. So everything was fine. Everyone was fine. I was just more emotionally damaged than anything.
1: Oh yeah, me too.
2: Cause I that was the first my
1: sister's car. Oh, it was in
2: the driveway. Oh. <laughs>
0: okay. Confession time. <laughs> I don't think anybody in my family knows this, and they're about to.
2: Oh, um, they listen.
0: If they see my name on it, they'll listen.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: just don't put Jared's name on it.
0: The first day I had my driver's license. <laughs> Sorry, the first. I don't day. know. That was just the yeah, computer was...
1: notification.
0: The first day I had my driver's license. um, I was like, I'm going to 7-Eleven to get myself a Slurpee because I can. And then I came back and pulled in the driveway and bumped my sister's car. <laughs> <laughs> I never told anyone about it. I don't think it even left a mark.
1: Oh, but okay.
0: I didn't tell anyone about it. I've ever.
1: definitely, like, backed up into other cars when, at least at work, when they're parked so close to me and you're sandwiched in and you're like, I can't move at all. Why did you park this close to me? And then you just slowly back up and then you lightly like, tap. Oh, just a little friendly tap yeah yeah just like a, get out of my way <laughs>
0: it's like when you're in the grocery store and that woman's just standing in front of the one thing that you need to get to and you've been standing there watching her look at the label on it for like the last five minutes and you just kind of have to slowly like nudge your way next rope that happened wow. to me Oops.
2: with cream cheese the other day <laughs> with cream cheese yeah, this, old, this older man had his cart like right in front of it and i was just standing there and i said do you mind handing me a a block of the cream cheese, please? Cuz he wasn't moving, so he gave it to me. I was like, "Thank you." But I was just standing there for a while, and it was really awkward. But I was <laughs> it, on a time crunch, and I was like, "Okay."
0: It's super awkward. I mean, I have so many awkward stories at grocery stores because I'm tall. So I go to the grocery store, and they're like, "Hey, can you get this thing off the top shelf for me?" And I'm like, "I guess I oh. can." And it's usually <laughs> I like I never get a- asked that. No, no, but I might ask you to get something off the bottom shelf for me because I don't want to, I don't want to like get on the floor. My
1: answer would be no. Um, Yeah, I was just going to say, me too.
0: (laughs) Man, my back hurts. Could you please?
1: (laughs) Oh, I think my back hurts today, too. Yeah, your back does hurt.
0: Well, your back actually hurts. That's (laughs) That's not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have to beef, don't I?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, man. I honestly forgot that I was the only beefer today. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,. Okay, I guess beef wise for me, I feel like my beef is the same as it was last time. I might have complained about this, but like people not understanding. Ooh, okay, here's good. ADHD brain. My beef is that people don't understand the lack of space that like a found space theater has. In a building that's not designed to be a theater, we do not have. The space to just – how do I word this nicely?
1: Oh, my God.
0: We have like three functional spaces in that building right now. We have the auditorium. We have like the center room of the basement right now is in a functional state. And then I would argue that maybe the early American room. And the bathrooms. Like, the the basement and the auditorium are really our only functional spaces. And even in the basement, we have all of our storage space is currently occupied by some stuff that we could probably eliminate. But, like, it's not like a full-blown theater where we have a full-size scene workshop that would be the size of the center room in the basement. It's not like we have a – I mean, we have a a big costume room, but it's not like we have – a ton of space for organization of all those costumes. It's not like we have rows and rows and rows of, you know, all of the coats get hung here. Like we have some organization in there, but it's also, we have so little time in between shows that we don't have the time to say, okay, we're going to have a week where everyone comes in and we're just going to dig through everything that we have in the costume room and organize. Like we're a found space theater with very limited space like don't come in and expect us to be Shay's level of organized here. <laughs> and it, like I guess I'm I'm not calling out my dad cuz my dad was like ranting yesterday about how we need to get the basement in order.
2: I feel like it's a subtle call out. <laughs> yeah. But it's also a call
0: out to my dad cuz it's like it's like yes, I get it like it, we're we're not super organized behind the scenes, but at the same time, what matters the most is what the people who come to see.
1: But also everything is volunteer. Right. So you can only do so much if you don't have the manpower.
0: Right. And and that's the other thing is we're talking about manpower and there's a small group of us that will be there every day if we're asked to be just because we love to do it. But not everyone in the company is capable of doing that. It's, it's not reasonable for us to say like, hey – Come do all of this work for free and give up time with your friends or family or whatever you have going on outside of here. Um, it's it's difficult, like I said, with, the, with the, the little time that we have between shows, when you have a small crew of us that just show up, build the whole freaking set pretty much, and then take stuff apart and rebuild the same set because something wasn't done exactly the way that we should have done it the first time. <laughs> Um, but then especially during this show and I don't know if we want to segue into that yet because Alex probably has beef.
1: My beef is. Okay, I think I'm going to piggyback off of what Ryan and Mustafa were saying last episode, which Mustafa started with don't put him in a box. He doesn't like when people put people in boxes and then Ryan went into stereotyping And I just feel like lately people have been slightly judgmental and I just feel this constant judgment surrounding us. And I just feel like let's take a step back and ask ourselves why we feel the need to do that. And we all have our issues and we all go through things. So just be a little nicer.
0: Judgmental in what way, though? Like what? Like. Come on, call people out. This is beef. Let's no, go. I'm,
1: I can't call people out.
0: But judgmental towards, you're saying us, no, I just like, think who, that, is, who is the us collective?
1: I just think that when you get a lot of people in one room and the group gets bigger and bigger, there's a lot of egos and there's a lot of, um, and there's a lot of heaviness that comes with that. So it, it can turn sour quickly. And I'm I'm just... Don't want that to happen.
2: I also think, though, too, with what you're talking about, when there's a bunch of different personalities. of yeah. People who might not normally talk to each other, and then you force them in the same room for months at a time. You know, sometimes it fosters some negative energy. Yeah. You know, we should be nice. It's the holiday season. We should all be thankful for the people that we have in our lives and be
0: nice. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I I've mentioned
1: Wait, so you don't think we should be nice.
0: No. no, 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 no. What? Heartless. No. Um no, we should be nice, but I I can see I can see what you're saying with the having those those big personalities that kind of clash. Um because it's not like I'm a quiet person. Like I'm a loud person. My personality <laughs> is pretty loud at times. Oh,
2: we know. Yeah, I mean, thank's Nat.
0: Um I There's this this kind of belief from the outside of the company that we can be exclusionary to outsiders, and I don't think that's necessarily true. I mean, I was – I haven't even been with the company for a year yet, but when I showed up at first, like, yeah, it wasn't – I didn't come in and immediately make friends with everyone. I kind of had to force myself to stick it out. But
1: But that's just natural. Like – when you go into a place where everyone knows each other, how do you fit in and how do you find your place?
0: Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where as a child, it's easy for you to walk into a new place and then go play with somebody randomly and you're like suddenly you're their friend. Whereas with adults – Adults are so much, so much more specific about the types of personalities that they want to be around. Yeah. And they, they take their time to gauge whether or not you're somebody that they're like, okay, yeah, this person's – I'll keep this person around. Yeah. Um, but – yeah, you're right though. there's a, There's been – I feel like a lot of negative energy just being passed between different people throughout the company, even outside, inside –
1: yeah, and I, I don't want to like it, make anyone think something about the theater. It's just if you want a bit of honesty of how theater works, there's a lot of personalities, and it's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies all the time. So, just like that, I don't honest. Think that's true everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, even yeah, it's not even about a theater. It could be anywhere where you have a. a big group of people gathering constantly um there's just a lot of personality and mixed emotions and sometimes those are heightened and other times you know we all get along so
0: and a lot of stress that that oh yeah not 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 just from the mix of personalities but from the amount of work of effort and and energy i mean with what we've been working on during this show entirely from upstairs to the basement like Nat's back is literally half broken right now. DJ's like curled up in a ball, half dead at home right now. Um I I'm not I've escaped relatively unscathed with, you know, some some bloodshed at most, but I feel like I'm I'm the best off. Yeah. Although there was the one night in the basement where like something just wasn't going the right way and I was getting real oh, mad. I, you were snapping I was snapping pieces. the scrap pieces because I was just ready to blow.
1: Oh God. Well, we can uh, segue into the renovations happening. Oh,
2: the renovations. I think we should thank Tracy for providing the some of the grant money that covers a good chunk of the flooring in the basement, which is what started the big push for the renovations downstairs. So thanks, Tracy. Yeah, thanks, yeah, Tracy. Shout, shout out, Tracy. Out Tracy. Woo.
0: Woo. Um, yeah, the... The grant for the floor was the, the first big step. And let me tell you, the flooring has been an adventure and a half because...
2: <laughs> I'm traumatized for the rest of the I am traumatized God. right
0: now. Um, <laughs> Why? So this is an old building. The church was built in 18... Was it 1841? Is that what it is? Somebody get on Google real quick. Get on Facebook. It. I know Tracy put something on there. Um, It, it was built a long time ago. And... <laughs> As happens with old buildings, it's shifted over time. Like, the walls aren't perfect anymore, and the floor's not perfect anymore. I probably was never perfect in the basement.
2: 1889. 1889. Ooh. I was like 48 years off.
1: Um, is this ASMR now? Yeah, ASMR. Welcome. We should do... Well, oh, my God. DJ's not here. We all just whisper, have an ASMR <laughs> whisper. Up.
0: Does somebody have gum? Put Quick, put it in their mouth. No. Um... But stuff isn't level anymore and the basement floor has, has been done and undone a million times. I mean there's still the old church tile bits just stuck to the, the concrete of the basement floor. Um, so like as we're putting these floor tiles or these floorboards in, not every spot is level so some aren't locking the right way because as you step down on it, it's like the little bump mm. right at the seam just kind of causes it to to go off a little bit. Um, and and to most people, they're going to walk down there during this show, and they're going to be like, "Wow, this looks really good." But to us <laughs> that have been working on it for the last month and a half, we're going to be like, "That's not the way I wanted it to be." Um, and we we only got a small section of, I shouldn't say a small section. We we probably got about a third of the basement floor done already.
1: Um. Are we planning on covering the entire basement floor, like even back in the seating area? That's Hi.
0: the game plan, I, I think. think. So, yeah. Um, yeah. it's it's gonna be a lot, but uh my dad came in and, and helped with that last row in the big center room, which was huge because that was a big pain in the butt to do because of the way that the walls are not straight. Like if you put your head against the wall, you will see the wall like bow out <laughs> and then back in. <laughs> Um, so he came in because he's he's got those skills to be more precise with his his cuts and the breaks and the boards, and that was really helpful. That um, was
1: nice of your dad to come in.
0: <laughs> yeah, he likes doing this stuff, so he's been really happy to be a part of stuff as much as he can be. He wanted to do more for Sweeney, but he was out of town for most of the summer, mm. traveling for work. So, but he's he's been really happy to help out. Like yesterday, he he did a lot of clean up in the basement, just in the center room.
1: Yeah, he was there. The whole time mm-hmm. for a while.
0: Um, But we've got one section of the floor done. We figured where we're at now was a good place to stop for the time being because. You don't
2: want to start something and not right. have time to finish.
0: And the section we have done looks like an intentional stop. Whereas yeah. if we were to continue to work and then we had to stop before the show opened, which is this week, Thursday.
2: Come see the show. Yeah, <laughs> come awesome?
0: see the show. Thursdays for the next two weeks at 7 o'clock. And Fridays and Saturdays at eight, and Sundays at two. Are we back? Thanks, yeah, this,
1: this yeah, is we're back, back at two. two.
0: <laughs> the Night of Living Dead show schedule threw me off a little bit there. So yeah, um, but yeah, it was it was a good place to stop. There's not going to be any like noticeable like oh they they had to just emergency stop for the show. It's it's a clear straight finish. Um, but then. That would be, you know, all well and good by itself. But then Nat and Tracy.
2: Yeah, so me, Tracy, and DJ spent one of the rehearsals just before we really got started with the floors. Well, maybe we're a little bit into it. But we were just looking at, like, potential stain colors and then what color paint you wanted on the walls. Because Tracy, she's doing um, a little art gallery during Christmas Rose during intermission, which you all should see because she has amazing photography Mm -hmm. skills. It's beautiful. But we were like, we should do a fresh coat of paint, and originally it was going to be white, but then DJ was like, well, if we're going to paint it, we'll just paint it whatever color we want it to be, because why do the extra work? And so, we had everything planned out, the stain was bought, the color was picked out, and then DJ and I went to the store, got the paint, and then, just like a random Tuesday, I got the keys and I just started painting, and then Elena came and helped me, and I know Tracy did some touch-up stuff during rehearsals, and I ended up finishing the other day with Cal and DJ because DJ was doing some of the staining. And so the paint is all done in that little room, so it looks very put together. I know Tracy did a collage of like a before and after picture. I don't know if she's going to post it. I'm sure she'll post it soon. I can show you guys, but it looks like a completely different room, and I'm very excited for people to see because I feel like it's nice to see reactions to the hard work that you put into things because it is blood sweat and almost tears (laughs) well literal blood that's for
0: sure um (laughs) yeah i i got that feeling last night uh or yesterday uh during the early afternoon right at the end of crew i was walking through the basement and we had put the chairs and the tables and everything back and everything had been swept up and all the construction equipment had been pushed into the closets like you do when all your friends are coming over and you forgot to clean the apartment <laughs> um, and I was just like it was like this overwhelming feeling of like wow we we put in a lot of work and this looks so good right now and it feels so good Um, and even if there are gonna be people that come in and they're gonna like scrutinize and somebody might notice like the gap and they'll be like oh that's that's ugly um, but to us, it was it was a it was like our 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 baby for a while. Yeah. Um,
3: And to never look
1: at that blue cement. Yeah. Blue cement
0: floor. That that was hideous. And then there were those big chunks of like remnant floor tiles from the old church basement.
2: Yeah. Jared had like a a flathead I
0: had a flathead <laughs> screwdriver and a hammer because I couldn't find a chisel in the building. And I was just chiseling away at these chips of, of floor tile. And, like, they smelled. Like, the mm. adhesive under it, I guarantee I'm getting lung cancer tomorrow. Like, it was disgusting. I was inhaling something I should not have been inhaling. But also DJ well,
1: was, like, and D- that's why he's yeah, home yeah, right now. I'm like, DJ, DJ was the doing the stain.
2: He's crazy.
1: So... I guess, like he looked it up like if you get the stain on your skin
0: it can seep in and give you wood stain poisoning
2: people that might not know when he was staining the wood he had no gloves on he had shorts on and he just had it all over his hands his hands were completely saturated in this espresso brown color and he was like it is what it is, man. And I was like, you are way too calm about this. <laughs> DJ, like,
0: we like. do as a company need to work on our safety, safety? practices. <laughs>
2: like, we
0: really really do. And I've been trying in in my role as construction supervisor to like make sure that we're putting stuff away at the end of a crew and keeping screws off of the floor and because I I ended up with a screw in my foot right at the beginning of the build for this set. Did you? Yeah, I did. I didn't know that yeah you, oh it it was it was kinda it was in the basement, so nobody heard me freak out when it happened
1: but that can lead to an to infection, yeah are you no, I'm not up to date with my tennis
0: shot um is
1: your foot okay
0: yeah, foot's fine, there might be like a dot on the bottom of it, I don't know I wait don't
1: know. was it your foot foot or was it your feet shoes?
0: It went through the feet shoes into my foot foot. <laughs>
1: That's why you need better shoes. These
0: shoes are great. I don't want to hear it. Ben was giving me crap last night because I made a comment about how I went out in the snow with these, and he's like, Those wouldn't do anything for you in the snow. My feet would be freezing. And actually, I was really comfortable when I was out in the snow. I feel
2: like you can't, even if your feet were cold, you can't admit to it after that whole conversation. Be like, My feet were cold, but I can't tell you that. So now I'm going to just act like I'm fine.
0: My feet are always cold. Let's start with that, okay? Too much what? information for the... <laughs> yeah, TMI. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There are some <laughs> listeners that will... They're they're very conservative. They hear the word feet and they're...
1: They yeah, I mean, feet are gross, so... I can, I can mean, only imagine feet wearing... Us, so.
0: Feet are just part of the human body. I don't know why everyone thinks that they're gross. Like.
1: You- Okay, I'm not gonna say what I'm gonna say.
0: It's just part of the human body. Like it's 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 like a hand. Like our hands grows. You know what though? I, okay, I have to backtrack because knees are weird. I don't like knees.
1: What out of everything? What where do knees come in? I don't
0: know. They're they're just like really polygonal. Like if you if look I at a kneecap, the day. The day is polygonal. <laughs> it. if you look at like a polygonal. kneecap, it's like, it's got like <laughs> shapes and angles to what to is, it. What does
1: polygonal mean?
0: It's, it's like a polygon. It's a right? polygon. Yeah. Oh. It's got like angles like, and it's a shape.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like geometry.
0: <laughs> and I'm not a math person, but I like the word polygonal. Um, all right. The word means nothing we now. We've said it.
3: <laughs> no, we're leaving it. It's
0: left in. I'm sorry, Nat. Um. All right. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I can see how some people think feet are gross. All right. right, I can see.
1: Okay. Wait. No, but back. (laughs) I missed like why you don't like knees except for them being polygonal. I don't
0: know. There's just like the way that kneecaps function, like they, they pop in and out of where they are sometimes. I'm not saying like they pop out and free float, but like. But
1: like, why exactly don't you like them? Do you think they're ugly looking?
0: I just think that it's like one of the strange parts of the human body. Like when you think about a kneecap, the only thing that's attaching it to the rest of the body is entirely like ligament. There's no joint. It's not a joint. Like if one of those ligaments snaps the kneecap can free float.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I mean true. It's it's,
0: it's a gross <laughs> thought. Like it's a gross mm. thought. There's no joint at all about it.
1: But it's, it's like, still like internal, whereas your feet are on the ground walking through whatever you're walking through. Dirt. It, I guess sand. Grass. I Mud. guess
0: I don't know. I was always a barefoot kid, though. Like, anytime- oh, I
1: love being barefoot. Yeah,
0: anytime I was outside, even when I was outside, I was barefoot to the point. <laughs> I where- think,
1: okay, I think we need. To- <laughs>
0: To the point where when I, I wore shoes and a shirt one day yeah. during the summer months, and I went to my, my neighbor's house, and his dad was like, holy crap, Jared's wearing shoes and a shirt. Put it on the calendar. And he actually put it on his calendar. Like, Jared wow. wore a shirt and shoes today.
2: I know. I used to walk on the street barefoot and just pretend that, like, the little pebbles didn't hurt my feet because <laughs> I just wanted to be different, but I was also a very strange child. So.
1: <laughs> a strange child? Tell us more, Nat. No! <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay, where did we get it? <laughs> uh,
0: we were still talking about the basement, I believe. Um, yeah. Oh, I, ste- I stepped on it. I stepped. Oh, on
1: it. Yeah. right.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm trying to, to be a little bit more conscious about about safety in the space.
1: Well, that's the thing. I think DJ in particular, like he knows that it's bad, but then he doesn't do anything to prevent it from hurting himself, and I feel like. When you're young, you think you're invincible and nothing will happen, mm-hmm. but it's going to catch up to you one day.
0: I would like to go on the record and say we are not endangering
1: Oh, I didn't mean that. I no, said no. uh, DJ it, himself and like right. his his personal choice. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> I think that also comes from his passion though for like Oh his, yeah. his vision and you know, can't blame a guy for just trying to get the work done, but well, and we tend to
0: sacrifice our bodies for for our art anyway. I mean, Ben throwing himself down staircases and into empty trunks for Sweeney Todd, and um, DJ going through a
2: window. DJ going oh, through yeah. a window.
0: Myself, like during here we sit at the end when when I got tased and thrown to my knees every night. Like oh, DJ going
3: over the chairs.
0: DJ going over the <laughs> chairs. Like I, I walked away from that stage every night with blood and like on my knees. Mm-hmm. Because I just I I went to the ground because it's more believable when it's real. Um, but we we make those sacrifices because we think it's if if it makes more enjoyment. Joy, yeah, if it makes it more authentic and it makes your theater going experience more realistic, like we're gonna do it. And then in terms of construction in the basement, like yeah, if if mm-hmm. DJ's hell bent on getting this this stain done. If, if something's getting in his way or if he feels like the gloves are, are making it more of a hassle for him to work, he's just going to rip the gloves off and do it, um, even though it's probably not the smartest idea.
1: That's what I'm saying. We all love you, DJ. Yeah, we want you to live a long, happy life. So put on those gloves and that mask.
2: <laughs> or and
1: maybe go outside.
2: Maybe
0: Maybe put a fan at the bottom of the basement yeah. stairs and blow the air up so you're not just sitting in a fume
1: pit. So, what was the hardest part of putting in the floor so far?
2: The locking system of the tiles, for sure, because if one area gets a little bit messed up, it ruins the whole flow for, like, an entire section. And, yes, we can fill, eventually, like, the little gaps in the floor, but it's just, it. it's very frustrating because it starts off, and then, you know, like, some of it is just because the building is so, so old, but... It's very frustrating because you get set back because it just takes time to try to wiggle the boards or cut the boards and try to make it look presentable until you can do the solutions of, like, filling in the little gaps. But that was probably the worst thing because you just feel so dejected. You know, like, you're just sitting there and you're like, it's been hours. We're so close. There's a little sliver of the floor left. (laughs) It's like we can't do it right now.
0: Right. It was so frustrating to me because it was like... We would work for three hours and then we're on this like last board that I'm trying to lock into place and as we lock the one side into place, the other side pops out. And even if we go from the middle and try to apply even pressure, like it just – it just wouldn't – it wouldn't go even. And then my dad, because you know he's been doing this as long as he has, he – when he showed up to do the last row, he takes an old scrap piece and he locks it in and he's hammering the end of the old scrap piece to lock in the pieces and make them actually flush. Like, cause we didn't think about that cause we're <laughs> geniuses apparently. I mean, um,
2: I, I would like to go into this. I am not a handy person. I've learned a lot of skills and I found it to be very fun. So yay for me, but I'm not <laughs> very helpful with creativeness otherwise, but I'm happy to just be as useful as possible, especially if I'm not yeah. in a show. I know I'm doing lights for Christmas Rose. I don't know if, I don't think people would know that. So yes, I'm doing lights, Alex is doing sound, <laughs> I know James is up there with us, and DJ. And, and nobody
0: knows what I'm doing.
2: That's true, come see the show and you'll Come see now. the show
0: and find out.
2: But I <laughs> think it's nice sometimes to take a break from the stage, and mm-hmm. I'm a creative person, I love doing art, and so being able to help with sets and doing behind the scenes stuff sometimes is gives me more yeah it's more rewarding yeah it's more rewarding sometimes than just doing a performance on the stage not to discredit any of the hard work that goes into putting on the show because that is also like sometimes equally as difficult and sometimes more challenging so it's just it's nice to expand my horizons and just dabble in a bunch of different stuff
1: yeah because talk about the uh painting you do not only for this staging and, like, downstairs in the basement, but, like, you created a whole mural for the Halloween party.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, when I was in high school about, like, freshman to maybe the summer going into my junior year, I was super into, like, painting with acrylic paint, gouache. I didn't really like oil paint, so I didn't usually do oil paintings, and I also loved, like, drawing with, like, pencils, ink, um charcoal stuff like that but I never really told people that I was an artistic person it was mainly just like my family or like my super close friends and then I don't like life got busy Mm I don't know and I I was thinking about pursuing like graphic design and stuff like that but I had like this immense fear of failure so I was like I can't have someone judge this like I don't want to lose the passion that I have for for the sake of just I get that doing it. So with like the theater stuff, I know we've talked about the pumpkin when <laughs> I painted that, and like DJ didn't know that I I could do art like I said that I could. But
1: yeah, he had really, no idea. Really he had no background. It. Yeah. So
2: I kept it very private, but I've been kind of blossoming more and opening up to more opportunities, which I'm happy about because I don't normally have the time to be creative with working in school. So. I'm very happy that I can have a creative outlet and do the I really like that and stuff like that and paint for the set or help, like, if sometimes, like, Tracy will be like, hey, what, what do you think of this palette? And I know she's way more qualified than me, but I appreciate, you know, like, the acknowledgement that and, like, bringing in more people and including them in the process, so it's been a fun little experience so far.
1: Yeah, I like all your work. It's, it, like, the mural I couldn't even believe. I was, like, I think about doing that, and there's no way. I've just, like, always been bad at proportions.
2: Mm. That I, proportions are probably, like... I used to do a lot of, um, like, portrait work and, like, drawing people, and that's always, like, the most frustrating thing ever. I know eyes and noses are, like, the worst things for me. I would always get so frustrated, but... Thinking about, like, the end goal, even if, like, the proportions are slightly off, like, just, like, practicing, even if no one else sees it, if it never sees the light of day, just, like, practicing, like, my one sketchbook, I'll have to show you the first drawing that I did. Yeah, I want to see it. It was horrendous. But I always, sometimes when, like, I feel bad, I just get all my stuff out and I just see the progress, even if it's little. And, you know, if it's something that you enjoy and you want to keep that private, that's also fine, you know? Just find yeah. things that you, know, you like doing that make you feel
1: confident stuff like that. yeah I definitely draw for fun a lot of them are abstract I'd like to say <laughs> but that's uh, still, I mean, that's but like I've practiced like wanting uh, to do like realistic eyes or noses or something and yeah I have sketchbooks but like definitely not a lot but I still, it's still fun to draw
0: I do not have an artistic bone in my body when it comes to drawing and Painting, I I cannot. Nothing about like even my stick figures, something's off about them. Like the bodies, the body's a little bit off to the left, and the legs are like. Play it
2: off as intentional. That's like your your signature.
0: But I did used to, I did used to draw little like stick figure scenes on my worksheets in in school. I I remember one vividly. I think I still have it somewhere because I'm a hoarder. Um, of like a like stick figures on a pirate ship. And they were having, like, this epic pirate ship battle. And the ship was, like, on top of the text on the page. Like, it was on the edge of the earth or something. And then somebody got kicked off the front of the ship and it went all... It was just... It was stupid. That's the that's the level of my artistic ability. Like, I I like being able to, to build stuff for the set, but don't ask me to paint it. Like, don't ask me to... I mean,
2: building is its own art form. Yeah. In itself, too. So, even if you're not... Painty or drawy, drawing creative you know you make the
1: stage yeah there's so many people like, that can't construct that whole stage
0: yeah tracy and and jen escrow were saying that the one night shout out jen escrow um <laughs> just for being great how they feel like not a lot of people have the skills to like even just and it's not like it's a, it's a Difficult skill like pushing something through a table saw. I mean half – the, the saw has the fence on it that allows you to measure whatever size mm-hmm. you need to cut off of the board or whatever you're doing and you just push it through. It's not like it's some kind of ridiculous skill. I think it's just a lot of people are so nervous when they're working around something like that because, yeah, one wrong step and, and you're missing a thumb suddenly. Um, but it's not this this crazy – ridiculous skill that you have to work up to. But I also was around it my entire life because my dad mm-hmm. has a wood shop in the basement of his house. So he was always down there working in the shop. So those types of things don't scare me because it's just what I was always around. I mean, even when he was working in the shop, I would go down and put on a pair of safety glasses and, and ear protection and I would sit there and watch him. I would just, it would, it was looking back. I would be terrified if I were a parent and my child were just standing there staring at me but (laughs) i don't know i'd like to think that at least some of my my willingness to like just pick up a saw and go to town on the set like comes from the fact that i was around that my entire life
1: yeah you definitely took initiative when you first joined like that this is like your thing now
0: i know i don't and and i like it i like it i do um I have a big performance background and and now I'm expanding my my design and construction background. But I just don't – I don't ever want – like performance is my first love of theater. I don't want the construction to become my primary role, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I still want to be on the stage. I still want to have performance as my goal. Um, Now, obviously, there are shows that – there's never gonna be a role for me in like, um, I never saw another butterfly. I, I can't be in that. That's that's children. There's literally no there's, role. There's for like you. there's like one there's <laughs> one man. I think VJ did it last year, and I don't even remember the capacity that it's in. Um,
1: wasn't he just a voice? Yeah,
0: I think it's just a, a something like that, and and it's like. There's no part for me in that. So, of course, I'm just going to show up. I'm going to build the set, and then I'll do whatever I need to tech-wise for it. Um, but something like Treasure, like, yeah, I'm excited to build that set because it's going to be probably the best set that we'll ever put on that stage, at least for the for the foreseeable future. Um, but, like, I'm more excited to get up there as a pirate with a sword than mm-hmm. I am as just me with a drill.
1: But at least now you have um – um more skills than you had before. Like you expanded your skill set.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I don't, I don't know if I've expanded my skill set or I've just allowed myself to actually employ the things that I already knew Mm. because with other companies that I've worked with, whether it be professionally or in, in college, there was always a, a designated group of people that would come out and build the set when we weren't rehearsing. And then we'd go up and rehearse and we'd have our set ready for us. Um, but Here, like we've said, it's volunteer work. We don't have designated crews for anything really. I mean um, Christmas Rose really is the first time that I've seen and from what I understand that most people have seen that like Don designated stage management and construction supervisor and all these different roles, art director. Um, And it was really cool to see that because that's a step in the direction that I'm used to Where there are people who are specifically in charge of things instead of just us showing up on a Saturday morning and DJ saying, "Okay, this is what we need to get done. He didn't have to take that role on as much because I was able to step up and say, "Okay, we need to get the walls and windows hung on this side. Um, And then Tracy being able to just say, all right, here's our paint. Just go paint that wall that and we're not sitting there arguing or debating about what needs to be done because we've already kind of planned it out in our head. And it makes me feel more prepared in terms of when we head into this last week of chaos. Like even though we still have a couple things that need to be done before Tuesday.
1: I feel like we have a lot. <laughs> a couple. You know, it, always, uh,
0: it always gets done. It does. It does. Like, and
1: that was the thing that your your dad was saying yesterday too. He's like, you guys have so much to do. Like how are you going to get done? And, and you were like, it will get done. Like it. It always ends up getting done one way or the other.
0: It always gets done. And that's – people don't understand about theater is like it has to be pretty on the face. But behind the scenes, <laughs> no matter where you are, like the set can look gorgeous. But if you step behind the set, it's just unfinished walls with like cardboard holding it together sometimes. Okay, let's
1: not release, let not
0: Everywhere, come on!
1: <laughs> I know, I know. But it's like, like it, you look—you look, it you look at the outside, and, and
0: as long as the outside is pretty, it doesn't matter what behind yeah. the scenes looks like. Like if if the green room is filthy and full of props <laughs> and disorganized I costumes. To say that
2: the green room does look very. It does clean, look though. very
0: clean right now. Shout out to uh, to Ari and Bella and Tracy and Jen Eskra and Crystal because they spent a lot of time getting the green room. Uh, ready for us to just have a spot to relax well those of us that are not going to be on stage for this whole production so so sean trevor and i uh will have a nice place to relax for a majority of this production um but i did just like put two staircases back there yesterday Oh, i wasn't going to take them down we were cleaning up
3: mm. that's okay we'll it's yell at you
1: one of those things where oh it's a room and it has some space. Let me put it back here.
0: Yep, yeah. I really want to.
1: Hypocrite. Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I really want to get during during the Treasure Island build. If I'm still working on as like at least in the capacity that I am as construction supervisor, if not, whatever. I know you know DJ doesn't always like to take the time to assign those roles specifically, so it'll probably be an unspoken thing. But I would like to get a crew of people that their specific job is go to the basement. Sort through what we have and just trash stuff that is like like we have chunks of wood that are two inches by by four inches and and that's it like it's not it's not a two by four by eight it's a two inch by four inch block it's like throw it in the garbage what do we what do we keep that for um and and that's not like it's not like we've been directed to keep those scraps it's more of like when we're taking a set apart and we're taking all the scrap pieces and the the components to the basement before we start the next one. People just take armfuls of stuff and then they go to the basement and just chuck it in. Yeah. Like Jenna's organized the wood rack. I was just going to say times. shout
1: out Jenna cuz she has sat down there and organized all that wood. I think even Elena
0: helped her with the last time she did it. So shout out Elena. It's like they're down there for literally wow. entire crews and sometimes <laughs> rehearsals just getting stuff organized and then after a show i'm upstairs taking stuff apart other people are you know are taking stuff to the basement and then the next time i go down it's just a pile of crap everywhere i
2: wonder if there needs to be like another person that just knows where things go that like will teach people so that way everyone knows i mean not the, i mean part of it is probably common sense but
0: right well we, we've shown that having designated roles for crew members Has been a benefit and and now we can work on expanding more into that type of thing. Um, We're moving in the right direction as a whole. There's just some small things that we need to keep up with. But if it's something new and something that that hasn't been being done in a while – or ever, for that matter, it's it's going to take time for us to get used to and figure out what the best way to function is.
1: Yeah, I would like to get to a point where we're, we don't clean an area, and then it gets dirty again, and then we clean it, and then it gets dirty again. Like, I really would like it to I be... I to
2: shout out Joanne, because she oh, yeah. is cleaning, like, a mad woman the Mandarin <laughs> yeah. crew, and I feel like she deserves all the appreciation in the world, because we all know, like, the people that have been there consistently maybe even people that come see shows like it's it's dusty it's it's a little dirty you know Mm -hmm. like we we definitely could be better with keeping up with that i think we could start now you know and just it's not it's not an easy job to do yeah thank you joanne and we will not take yes thank
1: you joanne
0: yeah as as a whole company and and don Made this known at the at the members meeting. He's like once you're a member like you you're you're part of this like it's not he's like it's not my company. It's it's all of ours. So we're all responsible for taking care of it and it's not just one person shortcoming that something isn't organized the way it needs to be. It's it's tough because with those of us in specific roles like we have to focus on that primarily but it's also not that difficult. If I hop in the kitchen to say like, okay, this needs to be done and either I do it myself or if I'm in the middle of something for me to say, hey, can somebody scrub out the sink real quick? Like something gross is going on in there. (laughs) Um, So I think it's 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 something that us younger folk need to really Mm -hmm. work on because we come in and we have fun with our friends and we get work done. But. We get the big work done, and the little stuff. If the little stuff isn't getting done, it's going to add up, and then it's going to become a big stuff, like it was for Joanne yesterday. So, yeah, shout out Joanne. We appreciate you.
1: Yeah, and we we do have spring cleaning. It is mm-hmm. one day that we designate to spring cleaning, Last which
2: year it was on my birthday. So let's.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> on my birthday. Um, but yeah, so like, there's only so much you can get done in one day. Um, but maybe we can designate more time.
2: And I, I feel like at least from when I joined a little over a year ago, I feel like there's been a mentality shift too, mm-hmm. but just like visions for what we want to see with the theater, whether it's renovations, whether it's incorporating, like, I never saw another butterfly, that. um, acting classes or what, what was the summer thing that um that dj and dj marissa right
1: yeah
0: yeah they did a, a summer teen acting yeah. class so so.
2: just kind of pushing in the right direction of incorporating the community more and getting a group of people that genuinely care and want to take care and preserve the building and preserve theater and like local theater in the community so i feel yeah. like there's been a huge difference like from i i kind of joined I would say my official joining was like Frankenstein, so just like the difference from Frankenstein to now, like all the changes, it's crazy, and I'm excited to see like what else mm-hmm. we do in the next year because I feel like it's gonna be so much, and we'll be reflecting, and we'll be like, remember when we just started the basement? <laughs> yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's be, time is gonna fly, and hopefully, this yeah. will
0: change for the better. Well, and that's no, and and I don't, I don't want to say. Because we're not criticizing the old guard. Like the people that have been around for the long, long, long long time. It's just. It becomes a lot. It becomes a lot for them. I mean. I
2: For doing it for years. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And they've come tired.
2: generation Mm -hmm. of people that care about theater as much as they did. Right. Not that they don't still. But it's just.
0: Yeah. And people have kids and families and things to do. Like I know that someday I'm hopefully going to have a child and I'm not going to be able to. Be there super late nights. I know everyone just cringed. They're like, "Oh no, we don't need another one." <laughs> um, but it's like Sean Ward. Sean Ward does so much, and he helps out so much. But he's also a great dad because he makes sure that he he doesn't overdo it with the theater. Yeah. Um, it's the last compliment you'll ever get from me. <laughs> so, uh, it's it's one of those things where people have lives outside of the building and right now like yeah we have lives outside of the building but right now we have a little bit more time and energy to give than than the folks that have been around since Mm -hmm. the company started in the 70s like it's it's we just we are going to do things maybe a little bit differently than they would have and than they like and I think we have to be sensitive to the fact that they know how things run and they've been running it and maybe Mm -hmm. we need to take inspiration from that instead of just coming in guns blazing without taking note of like this is how it was done for so long. If we want to change it, fine, but we at least have to understand that if a system worked, we should incorporate elements of it into our new stuff. And
1: they probably went through the same thing, like starting off thinking the same way we do and being like things need to change and – um, doing something some way for so long and then being like, okay, what can we do to incorporate a different style of organization or something, and and they found what worked for them at the time, and you know, everyone evolves, time moves on, and sometimes you gotta get with the times and you know, start restructuring certain things, and I mean, I feel like we've started to see that
2: too, but. Mm -hmm. when they assigned, like, DJ's new role and Tracy and you just kind of cementing and, like, restarting. Not, like, restarting the system, but just, like, Mm reemphasizing. And, like, getting... I'm, like, very excited to see, like, all of DJ's ideas come to life. Because I've heard him talk about it, like, since I've known him. And so just for him to now be in, like, the position where, like, he's able to express like, his ideas and put his passion into the theater, like, I'm just very, like, I'm very excited just because I feel like there's just some, there's been so many new people that have come in that just want to see the greatness of the theater for the sake of it being, like, a creative outlet and just entertaining people. So it's just, I'm very, it's, I'm honored to work with everyone at the theater and just to learn from everyone. It's, I feel like I've grown a lot as a person and I'm just... I'm very happy to be here. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice.
0: I think I think the word passion is probably the best Mm -hmm. the best way to to really express why we spend the hours that we do in the building. I mean, if if DJ was at the head of the ship without passion, if Don was at the head of the ship without passion, I don't think any of us would be as excited to be as involved as we are. Yeah. Because when something works the right way, when when that moment that, that finally happens on the stage that everyone's been waiting for, that everyone knows is going to be that, that either the tearjerker or the really big laugh, if there wasn't the excitement coming from the people at the head of this all for that moment, the moment would never land. And it works like that in every aspect of the theater. If we didn't have... So much excitement built up around the way that the set is being designed. If we didn't have so much excitement built up around the cast or the script even, I mean, Sweeney, leading up to Sweeney, DJ listened to that soundtrack nonstop for like well over a year. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he did that – and I mean that would be torture for me because I would – I have so many different things that I would like to do instead of just listen to the same songs over and over and over and over again. Um, But the fact that he has so much – he had so much passion and so much ambition for that project, we as the cast fed off of it. And even in the stressful times, like we'd start a rehearsal and he was like, this sucks. I don't want to be here right now. Like people aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing and then we get to the end and it was like this overwhelming – like, we're in a really good spot right now. And he, you can see the excitement on his face and hear it in his voice. Like, that's what drives us forward. It's, it's yeah, we love the applause at the end of it. But I think at the end of the day, we're all here simply out of the love for the project. Not not for getting roses thrown at us on the stage at the end of it all. And
2: I know with Christmas Rose, I know we can't really Talk discuss. about it. Thing really but seeing Don's passion like I haven't worked with him too too much but just watching him and having his vision come to light and his excitement over the script over the set just like honoring and remembering the people that the theater has lost I think this is a very special production and we do open this week and so for people listening you 100% should see this show you should see Don's vision It's a very meaningful show. I think it's a tearjerker. It's a heartfelt play. And I don't know, it's just the passion. It's everyone, even all the actors in the show, all the people behind the scenes, us in the booth. It's so much time has been spent building and creating this story that we want to share with everyone. And I highly, highly encourage you to see it with your friends, with your family. That's definitely something that you don't want to miss.
0: And honestly, it's going to be one of those that you might have to see more than once. Hmm. Because as you get to the, the end and things start to unravel and you start to understand what's going on, you probably want to go back in and see it again. So you can maybe pick up on the clues that were being dropped throughout the entire the entire show. Yeah, um, It's a lot of fun. It's very well written. Uh, I know we've gone through and... and Cut some some unnecessary fat off of the meat, and it's <laughs> um or I shouldn't say unnecessary, but I know that that Don is very particular; he doesn't want a play to be more than two hours long um and he's made it happen, but I think at our first full run, we were at like two and a half hours or something, and Don's like we cannot have a two and a half hour play, we cannot have a two and a half hour play, and a lot of that stuff gets worked out from like as people get more familiar with the script mm-hmm. and their lines, they can, f- it flows much smoother. There's not as many pauses. Um, but also just, this is, this is a world premiere. This is the first time that these words are being recited aloud on a stage. It's only natural that things are going to be heard and said that we're like, it doesn't feel or sound right. So like, it's, it's gotta go. Um, but Don, Don's passion as a whole like it's it's so interesting to me like during Sweeney we would be there super late on Saturday's building and he would get out of work and on a Saturday afternoon and stop by the theater and he'd be like what can I do do you guys need anything what can I do for you and his love for it like Sweeney was that that real project that he was able to step back and and say okay like DJ this is all you Mm -hmm. like DJ had no input from from anyone, Don wasn't even involved in the show in in, in any capacity, um. And, and to have Don's approval on on things like Sweeney, like that's a that's a really big deal. Like he he's he's the the Godfather of of our company, um. But to to see his passion for the space and the company as a whole the shows that he's involved with during the season and even the shows that he's not involved with. Like he gets, I can tell he gets a little bit of that, little bit of that FOMO, that fear of missing <laughs> out where he, he shows up and, and he's like, what can I do? And we're like, we're okay. And it's not that we don't want him involved. It's, it's, I think a lot of us just want him to know that he doesn't,
1: it'll be okay. Yeah. It'll
0: be okay. Like that, the, the, again, going back to the idea of the old guard, like we're not trying to push them out and we're not trying to, to cast them aside we still value them so much but it's it's like any parent with with a child like at some point you have to you have to give yourself a break and let the let the child walk on their own like the company we still need don like that's not even a question it's not even a question he doesn't we want to prove to him that he doesn't need to stress when when the training wheels have been taken off. Um, and that's why I love, I love more than anything when we're done with the crew and we show up for the first rehearsal of a week and Don shows up and he's like, wow, look at how much stuff you guys did. It looks great. Everything looks great. And especially with, with the, the amount of responsibility that he's entrusted with me this time, like that really makes me feel good. Yeah. When he comes to me, somebody who hasn't even been with the company for very long, for less than a year, he comes to me and He's asking me what I think. Like the fact that my input means as much as it does to him and to DJ. Like that's that's a huge deal for me, and it's it's a really part of the reason why I keep coming back because I know that my opinions and my skills are respected here. So. That was very
1: well said, and yeah. And I rant. think I think you've become a very necessary component to the theater and. Um just I don't I I feel like you may not think so but it doesn't go unseen
2: yeah I know sometimes Jared and I kind of had a conversation where when you do behind the scenes stuff like obviously there are the people that like DJ and Don that will always be like thank you so much mm-hmm. for all the work that you're doing but there is an aspect of it where you know, the audience members or other people involved with the theater that don't see the hard work, they kind of just see the finished product, and they're like, oh, this is great, cool, moving on.
1: And not that
2: I'm saying that we need the validation, but it's just, I don't know, just respecting the hard work, even if it's not on the stage, you know, and I'm not saying that, like, DJ and Don have, like, almost every day... Like, I know DJ will be like, thank you. You don't have to do literally anything. Mm-hmm. Like, yesterday he told me to go home. because <laughs> I, was, I was finishing painting the stage with Cal, and he's like, go home. Like, why are you still here? But it's just, I don't know. I just, I'm happy that we get to talk about this and kind of bring to light just all the work, even other behind-the-scenes people that might not be on the stage, just bringing a voice and mm-hmm. acknowledging that, yes, the shows are... Amazing, we love watching and being entertained by the shows, but you can't have it without the behind the scenes people, the people that are doing lights and sound, building the set, creating a building that people want to come and see the shows. So, they yeah, I mean, they wouldn't them. exist.
1: You couldn't put on a show if you didn't have yeah. all the hands working.
2: So, everyone yeah. is valued and everyone is important. And <laughs> I know we theater respects and appreciates any help that they get from people so. mm-hmm.
0: and i know it's tough for some people because you have individuals that like they're not confident or comfortable enough working with the power tools so like their big thing is painting and it's mm-hmm. like if something's not ready to paint you just kind of sit there and you're like twiddling your thumbs um and and it's not that it's not that those people aren't appreciated it's not that we don't want those people there like of course like we love the fact that you're there and you're willing to and want to help um it's it's just so difficult at times when when different components it's it's a it's not even like a puzzle I shouldn't say it's a puzzle because that implies that you can fit one piece in with any other four pieces it's it's like a linear progression. If you don't have the old set taken down, you can't start building the new set. If you don't have the new set built or, or in progress, then you can't start putting those other those other pieces on. You can't start the painting until the walls are up. You can't start your you can't really start rehearsing and blocking appropriately if you don't have. The couches and chairs mm-hmm. and other major set pieces that are out on that stage. So it it all starts with the behind the scenes. If a table read happens for a show, great. It can't move forward until it, – it, it can't be put on that stage until the set is done. So the behind the scenes really is that big of an important component. You cannot have a show without either – that behind the scenes or the on stage, if one component is missing there's nothing sure you could have a a, let's just pretend that we're in the middle of london making meat pies at this pie shop but it's so important for the suspension of disbelief of the Mm -hmm. audience like not all of them are going to come in with this grand imagination that they can picture it in their heads like they have to have something that at least gives the right energy um so for anyone who's listening that sometimes might show up to crew and they're just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. Like your presence is appreciated. Like the fact that you have the the desire and, and the passion to be there with us to help, um, it's it's just some days it's more difficult to give everyone a mm-hmm. specific task to do while we're f- – especially right now while we're finishing up the very last details of everything. Um so we appreciate you. Shout out to shout out to all the volunteers. <laughs> all the volunteers, which is all of us technically.
1: So Yeah. Well, the point is like all all of this is volunteer. So everyone who's showing up, you're passionate about a theater in one way or another. Right. For sure. And um honestly, I've had times where I've come to crew and I'm like I don't know what to do. It seems like everyone has their job set and like I don't want to make someone's job harder if they don't need my help. I love sweeping. I will sweep the entire theater if you want me to. Sweep licks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I love sweeping. I'll clean the bathrooms. I'll clean whatever. So there's always something to do. And you just gotta ask, hey, do you need help? And most of the time when I ask someone, they're like, yeah, just hold this up for me.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or you just do what I do and just go find something that you think needs to be done and do it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, because odds are there is something.
0: Because odds are you're going to look at that thing on the wall and be like, that doesn't look straight. And then I straighten it.
2: <laughs> it's also a time to learn new skills. Because I know I've definitely learned new things. And if you're not comfortable doing something, obviously we don't force you to do anything that you don't want to do. But if you're like, hey, I don't know how to use a drill. Can, I, can you show me how? And, like, teach me. Just... Sometimes, it's like, it's a supportive environment. You learn new skills, you build friendships and relationships with people, and we're kind of creating a community. Even mm. if we, we annoy each other sometimes, like, we're at the end of the day, like, we all still support each other, and mm-hmm. whether it's at the theater and other companies, we try our hardest to go support everyone.
1: Well said. Do you have something to say?
0: No, I smell burnt toast.
1: kidding (laughs) 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 my nose is always stuffy in the winter
0: smells like dust
1: okay do you guys want to talk about the christmas party yeah
0: Yeah,
2: christmas party we had a membership party and you all should be a member if you're not the next time the opportunity comes around but it was a white elephant it was I think it was like a five
0: dollar gift. Yeah, but I feel like some people didn't buy.
1: Yeah, buy I want to hear what these giving. gifts were. Oh, were. Were you somewhere. not there? I Someone wasn't. Unfortunately, say. I couldn't make it.
2: So it was bring a dessert, bring a white elephant gift, have a fun time. It, I was a little nervous because I didn't know who was going to show up, what the gifts were going
1: to be. But <laughs> um, okay, what was your gift? What so did you bring?
2: I brought um,
1: a diffuser. Oh yeah, you you were telling me that.
0: I did not bring a gift because I did not want to participate. But I was also I was also like an I was also like an hour late. I did wish I did wish a little bit because uh, DJ, we're sorry, we did not abide by your request.
2: Oh yes, DJ said, "Don't do because with some variations of White Elephant for people I don't know, you can steal gifts and there's specific rules that can be different depending on how you play." But DJ was like, dad's gonna start fights." because we're all a little dramatic. If you're in theater, you're a little dramatic, you know? It's just how mm-hmm. it is. So he was like, don't, like, don't do the stealing. That's just going to cause problems. And then Tracy and Sarah were like, no, like, I, we got it. We'll we'll be able to handle it. And for the most part, it it was...
0: There was only one person, one person that, that was a little upset that their gift got stolen.
2: But it, it's okay. And... It was Luke. Yeah, so, okay... <laughs> This, oh, wow. This starts, okay, so Ryan, he, <laughs> his gift.
1: Was, oh, Ryan did end up showing. Yeah, he yeah. Did. Okay. We are so happy to see you, Ryan. Yeah,
2: we miss you. It was the little plastic hands that you can fit on your fingertips. He just <laughs> put a bunch of those in a box because he bought them at the aquarium in Tennessee. And so he was like, I didn't like want to go out and buy something so i just have a bunch of stuff at my house and so <laughs> he, that was his gift and then the kids were
0: and obsessed. i think it was was it ari's grandpa yeah he,
2: that he got the gift initially
0: <laughs> so like nat's dying because know, she I, knows and Nat is losing I, her I, mind
2: I, I was there were some tears from laughing so hard. <laughs> i don't remember the last time i laughed that hard because he just opened it and it was just hand. he
0: pulled a little hand out and i'm like
2: but then what's the going kids on took it and then ben ended up stealing it
1: i saw that video so,
0: <laughs> oh luke was so mad because luke took them and
1: then ben was like mm, so, the mine so happy.
2: But ben was like, I'm not taking
1: the hands. they, they really mine. everyone really wanted these tiny hands
2: and i know my first <laughs> gift um rena ended up stealing it but it was it was a cup and it had candy a meat stick and a, a spicy pickle a, a, a hot spicy pickle in a bag
0: <laughs> which according to the kids was actually hot because they went into the kitchen at the end of the exchange and she opened this it it came in like a like one of the little stemless wine glasses
3: hmm.
0: and she opened the the pickle and she poured the juice out of the bag into the glass and then had and then Ari's like I want to t- take a sip so she tried it and then Ari took like it was more than a sip Ari okay that was <laughs> you, you almost drank the whole thing <laughs> and Ari looks over at me and and her eyes are wide and her her face is turning red and she's got a little tear she's like it's yeah, a little spicy just a little
2: bit wow just a little
0: bit but she, um, she
2: got to keep the they got to keep the pickle and. In- Everything and then I got a cowbell, which Ben stole and then Dylan stole. From yeah, ben, Dylan ended with the cowbell. Which, which is how um, Ben got the hands because the cowbell was stolen
0: from him. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there and then the other thing that was that was the drama of the night. Drama of the night was the fanny pack.
2: Oh, <laughs> Tracy what? brought that, right? I think. I think know? everyone Tracy brought wanted it. the fanny pack. There was a fanny pack that was um, a belly button.
0: It looked like somebody's what? belly, oh. with the belly button. <laughs> so you would like and put so it there.
2: Sarah. Yeah. She like, like Did she steal it first from someone?
0: Yeah, I'm trying oh. to.
2: Oh, was it Trista? Is that her
0: name? It might have been Trista that had it first. I think Trista might have had it first, and, and then, then Sarah, Sarah, Sarah took it. it.
2: And then Dylan took it from her, and she was so upset. And so Elena was picked, and then Elena stole Sarah's gift. So Sarah could get the fanny pack, mm. and it was the third steal, so no one else could steal it from her.
1: Aw, shout out so Elena. She, she
2: put it on, and she was, like, strutting around. And we all she back. left wearing
0: it under her sweater. <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow. Sarah, you better come to a show with that Yeah. Vent-
0: no, No, you better run 50-50 with that <laughs> yeah, fanny yeah. Pack. You better be pulling people's change out of the belly button fanny pack.
2: But I did end up with a red Grinch mug with, like, a chocolate mug cake. Ooh! On the inside, so I was happy with that. Did you steal that from Jen Askra? Yes, I did. Yeah. I saw that. I was
0: like, mm-hmm. <laughs> "And then Sorry, the la- Jen. the last steal of the night, oh, it was, was so, so funny." funny. <laughs> Tanya had a Tim Hortons gift card. Who stole it? Was it Luke? Yes. Yes, Luke yes. stole the Tim Hortons gift card from. There was one gift left. Yes, from Tanya. By the way, he could have stolen the hands back because the hands were only stolen twice.
3: <gasps>
0: Fun fact, Luke, Ooh. you weren't paying attention. Um, he took the Tim Hortons gift card from Tanya. Tanya went and just – she decided to end the game. She went and grabbed the last gift, opened it, and it was a Tim Hortons gift card. So it was like <laughs> the least climactic ending Um. There were there were some good gifts though. Like there were yeah, candles. We some and gifts.
2: Casey Casey had a candle and she was territorial overnight. Oh did. She wow. Loved she was like, candle. It smells awful, guys. You don't you don't <laughs> want it. I promise. You. You don't
0: want it. And then at one point somebody um, It was
2: Autumn. Autumn went over. Oh yeah, Autumn went over. She's like, Can I smell it? it?
0: <laughs> and and Casey's like, uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> James. James got oh. a starry night. Like, coin coin purse. What? And the whole night they're trying to sell this coin purse off.
2: And I know Dylan and Ari were. Wait, what was it? The puzzle? The
0: puzzle. They were arguing over the puzzle. Did you say that no
2: one would want a puzzle? Was that you, to Casey? Yeah,
0: I did.
1: Oh, and they were arguing over who. Because Casey brought the puzzle.
0: It was a 500 piece puzzle. I don't have the patience for a 500 piece puzzle. I I also have cats. (laughs) (laughs) So pieces of the puzzle would go missing. Mm -hmm.
2: But overall, it was very fun. We had a lot. We had a lot of laughs. It was nice. What
1: were some desserts?
2: Um, I there was like chocolate chip cookies, cupcakes. Um, I think Julie brought the cream puffs. Maybe a yeah,
0: she peppers. brought a couple of those.
2: I did a copycat recipe of the cranberry bliss bars from Starbucks, mm. which I think are delicious. But, so it was it was a good time, and you know, become a member. When the chance arises, we do a bunch of fun stuff, get to know each other, hang out, not stress as much because there's a lot of stress. And so it's nice to have those yeah. moments in between where you just relax and just hang out with each other.
0: Yeah. The kids at the end of the night went up to play like flashlight tag in the theater.
2: <laughs> oh, it's not scary. Yeah. Um,
0: well, the kids went up and Julie was, Ryan and I were talking and Ben was sitting next to us and Julie goes, hey guys, do you remember the one time? That you were playing in the dark in the theater, and I went upstairs and I started playing with the lights. Oh, that, was,
2: that would be And so she's, like, scary. she's
0: like, go do that. Oh, no. So I went up back. I went up around back through the green room, and I went through the hole to get underneath the stage. And I was under the stage just, like, pounding at random spots. And the girls were like, that's got to be Jared. Jared's messing around. <laughs> and then Ben's upstairs, and the lights start flashing. And oh. I'm like, oh, my God. So then I keep pounding on the stage and somebody goes up and they're like, it's Ben, it's Ben. So then I get to the center where the trap door is in the middle of the stage. And I saw somebody walk right in front and I jumped out of the trap. Nice. I scared the crap out of all of them. And then I just kept messing with them the rest of the night. Like yes, I cr- I'd crawl the up the stairs. Yeah. Remember. Well, then at the end of the night, right when everyone was, was wrapping up to go, I had gone upstairs through the costume room, which I hate that room. Through the costume room and then scary. over to the, the the upstairs platform on whatever side of the stage it was. You know, where the costume room lets out. Um, and I was going to like just stand there in the dark as the kids played and wait until somebody's flashlight fell upon me. Well, they had all – as I got up there, they all went downstairs. And I'm standing there like – oh no, now I'm alone up here <laughs> in the dark. Well, then I hear James come back up because he's looking for his jacket and he's like kind of rifling through stuff and I just turn the light on my phone on real quick and then turn it off and he goes, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, who is that? <laughs> and I drop down and then I watch him walk through the theater and then I saw him uh, through the, through the center platform like little cutout hole in the wall i saw him go into the costume room because he was going to come back through and see who it was because i think he was intending on scaring me and then i just kind of met him halfway through the Mm. the costume room i popped out around the corner he's like oh "Oh, okay it was you you." i'm like yeah wow kudos to him for going back up there and
3: yeah
0: yeah that was so that was so funny um i'm so mean about that kind of stuff though
1: Well, it's like in Crew, yesterday, you were popping your head when Ben and I were upstairs in the center. And you were just popping your head around the corner. And, like, the rest of your body, you you couldn't see. It was in the show. It was just your head. And then you were whispering my name.
0: A little scary. I don't know why. Scaring people's fun. It's just fun. Yeah. Wait until
1: we fight back and we scare
0: you. Hey, listen. You were there at Fright World. I...
1: (gasps) Okay, oh, sorry.
0: Yeah. Have we talked about Fright World on this?
1: No, but, like, I, you reminded me that we have to talk about our dating app before. Yes, yeah, so
0: we have to talk about <laughs> our dating app before then. How long have we been going for?
1: An hour and 22.
0: Oh, okay. We still got time. All right. Oh, gosh. Do we want to talk about our dating app now?
1: Yeah, do you have something to say about Frankenstein? Or oh, Fright World?
2: Well, he, he was the leader, right?
0: Yeah, I was. Uh, there were, I think, two houses that somebody else held the glow stick Because we did the lights out night, but it was, I, I was not as scared as the rest of the party. I would argue
2: that was my first time going into a haunted house in any capacity. And we did
0: the lights out night. I
2: know because I was a little baby, but DJ was my human shield. So
0: (laughs) thank you, DJ. I had DJ on my back and I think, I honestly think at one point, and she's going to correct me when she listens to this, if I'm wrong. I think she took my hood and had it over her head
1: Whoa.
2: at one point. That,
0: I think in the first house and then oh the rest. Oh In the maze
2: one, we were kind of dancing. Oh, it was a rave! Oh, yeah. It was just
0: a fog with chain links. There was no
1: one popping out. It was really just walking through trying to find your way.
0: Yeah, but... The I would argue that the first the first two that we went through were actually like the ones that the were scariest. were frightening because yeah. the one with the clowns. Oh, uh, the clowns.
2: And Ryan, I'm gonna put Ryan on blast really quick. I have a rational fear of clowns. Okay, just so everyone knows.
0: Rational fear. Irrational. Oh, irrational. Okay, irrational. I was gonna say irrational fear of clowns.
2: But clowns are scary. I I can't. You can't tell me that they aren't. I, just yeah. So we walk in and there's this super tall. Was he like? Was he supposed to be a clown? I don't
0: know what he was. He was to be he was in. a clown. He had he had clown makeup.
2: And. He was he was scary looking, and so Ryan points at me and yells, She's afraid of clowns! She's afraid of clowns! And clouds. he... He bolts over, and he's, like, maybe an inch from my face, and he's just, like, in his creepy voice, and he's like, Oh, you don't like clowns! And, and then I was, like, just, like, screaming and then trying to hide. And, and he's... it was... Ryan, that was not nice of you.
0: Okay, but at least you didn't pass out oh, in the middle of the lobby floor oh, like that yeah. one girl did because we had it at the it, it was the third house we did this is like two 12 year old girls girls turn around and they're asking us like are you guys scared are you guys scared And Ryan's like no not really and they're like will you go through the house with us well they walked in and then bailed immediately like they turn around yeah. and they're like we're done well then we're waiting in line for the next house and they're, like, getting chased around by the scare actors on the floor. It's funny, because they say no running, but, of course, they just all run. of the people that are afraid are just running. Um, She gets... This one girl gets scared and just drops to the floor. And then we're like, oh, she's on the floor, and she's rolling around. And then, like, a minute later, all the security guards swarm around her, and then a couple of the scare actors come over. And then a minute later, they got a wheelchair, and they're wheeling her out the floor. And
2: There was another girl that just, like, slipped and just...
0: Ate the floor. Yep, yep. But, fright world. That was a lot of fun. the The clown house, though, really got me not not in terms of scares, but the tunnel, the spinning tunnel. Mm.
1: I love that though. That's that, like my favorite part. But, but it, it, part. is that the
2: one that had the blow
1: up? Yeah, at the end. Yeah, but uh, it was
0: yeah pushing through the inflatable walls. That that <laughs> was that was claustrophobic. It felt like it lasted forever. It but, did. But the the spinning tunnel was like. On the I had my eyes
2: closed, and I mean you can't.
0: I well, I was the leader. I couldn't, <laughs> and then it's funny. So, so we're in the spinning tunnel, and it's it's got the it's got the platform that's just a great and like the the platform does not move, and like but I think it was either DJ or Ryan that came out and they were like, yeah, the platform was moving. I'm like, no, the platform was not moving. It was because the lights were spinning, and it was like disorienting, and it made it feel like the platform was like yeah wobbling beneath you, but it was not moving. And then we get to the end of the tunnel. And this clown girl pops out and she's like, give me the light. Give me the light. And I'm like, wait, is this the end? Because like they take the glow sticks at the end and, I'm, and she's like, yes. I'm like, oh, OK. And I give her the glow <laughs> stick and then we walked out. Um, but yeah, Fright World was so much fun. I think next year I would like them to open – not Fright World but like I would like another place to open something decent. I wish the catacombs were still a thing because those were – Mm -hmm. those were scary but i would love to go again with the group next year and maybe do just the regular with the lights on so we can see what's going on around us
1: i did prefer the with the lights on just because you can see the sets and like how cool they look right but um oh okay our dating Dating
0: app app, dating app okay so dj (laughs) says that that i he made a comment about how this might have been a thing on it's always sunny in philadelphia i would like to point out (laughs) to, uh, to <laughs> I don't the, watch that show. So. To the chagrin of everyone else around <laughs> us. That was, I believe, was that one of your words? I think that was one of your words of the day, like early on in the chagrin? podcast. Chagrin? I, I don't so. think so. I think it might maybe have Maybe
1: it was. I don't um, know. Maybe. We got to bring that back.
0: Much to DJ's chagrin, uh, I've never watched an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Me either. I have not. So when Alex and I came up with this idea, I don't remember how we were – how we came up with this. I think – It was
1: a very long time ago. I think Casey
0: was talking about
1: dating apps. Was it during Sweeney Todd or was was it was during Sweeney.
0: Casey was talking about dating apps or or just like her horror stories of of going on on dates with these guys. Yeah, she was. And (laughs) I don't remember if like a comment was made about how like we wish we knew what we were getting into prior. yeah. Like, and then we came up with this brilliant idea that there should be a dating app, like Uber, where you can leave, like, a rating of your date if, like, even...
2: Why do I feel like that is a thing with something?
1: I've what? never I've heard never it experienced it that. I mean, I've never been on a dating app, but, like, I've never heard of it. Dating apps did not end
0: well for me. Did not. <laughs> I,
2: I don't know if I'm just making this up because I feel like I saw a TikTok and, like...
1: A bunch of girls were like, um, maybe it was like they
2: were just exposing the same man, mm. being
1: creepy. Maybe it was that. But. Yeah, but yeah, like you rate your Uber driver, they rate you. You rate Uber Eats, whatever. It, like, so you go on a date with someone, and then you rate how that date went, and then that like the next time someone like comes comes across their profile, they know. I mean, I know that that's kind of.
2: That's relying heavily on people being honest. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Like it has its flaws, but it's a cool idea to be like, okay, oh, this person got a, I don't know, four out of ten. Maybe I shouldn't go on a date with them. Out of ten, I
2: thought it'd be out of five. Okay,
1: one out of five. Maybe I shouldn't go Do on a you date have with them. Like
2: a, an explanation box,
1: like yeah, yeah, I think yeah. That would yeah,
0: be you reasonable. Could. Like, like, dude tried to kiss me after throwing up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Daisy>. <laughs>
2: Sorry. That would not be pleasant.
1: Yeah, so then they know. I mean I know that I feel like that just adds to poor social media and making people feel bad <laughs> and like
0: See at first I, I
1: Maybe it should be that they can't view it. Like only people who are looking at their profile can view it, but the actual person can't view
0: That's true. But then but then you'd probably have people that like – like if they matched with them and they had like a 3.5 stars out of five and then they were like, so I saw that the last person that you went on a date with rated you at like a two and a half because you like didn't try to pay for the check. <laughs> and it's like, wait, hold on. So now you're being exposed. True. <laughs> May, but but maybe like – maybe instead of allowing people to see your rating, it's it's like – you let's say you go on a date you don't like the other person you rate them really low maybe it just decreases the amount of potential matches that they see like it doesn't give them as many like mm. it, it, they don't push as many people in that direction
1: yeah let us know what do you think do you think this is a good idea
0: this is a terrible idea is a terrible <laughs> idea no,
2: like would what you is, like to what see what
1: these ratings <laughs>
2: What would Trevor say during our episode? When Sound off in the, the comments.
1: comments. <laughs> <Sound off. laughs>
0: yeah, tell us what's going on, chat. Um,
2: uh, I also forgot to add that Trevor did help in the basement. Yes,
0: Trevor did help in the basement. I don't, he... want,
2: I don't want to get a
1: text message from him <laughs> calling me out. Shout out Trevor for helping in the basement. The funny thing is
0: he's going to text you before he gets the star in the, the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and Then you're going to be like, why, why don't you listen hour. to the rest, bud? Yeah. Um,
1: I will say, though, the um, now that we're talking about it, this was an episode of Black Mirror, if anyone watches. It wasn't about a dating app, but it was just, like, social media, uh friending people on social media. There mm. was a rating scale. Oh. And, like, people wouldn't friend you or be friends with you in real life if your rating was low.
0: See, that's – being an adult and making friends is so, <laughs> so crappy. Like, I just – I.
1: But that's leading to a dystopian world. Like, yeah being judged just from a social profile right
0: but dating apps there's one strength to the dating apps as opposed to just real world interaction and it's that you're forced to at least get an idea of what type of person they are before you meet Uh, up or you would hope that there's a little bit of conversation
2: my sister has been diving into the dating apps calling
1: her out Horror stories. Ooh. So. Is there one you can share?
2: Um, I can share after. I don't. Okay. 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 Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to put her private life on the podcast. (laughs) Um,
1: Lauren, I love you. (laughs) That's a good sister right there. I just feel like,
0: I feel like with physically dating somebody, you don't take the time to get to know. Like if you just meet somebody at a bar nine times out of ten if there's a connection it's going to end up back at somebody's apartment as opposed to just having a conversation with them at first and being like hey like this is Mm. these are the things that i like but that's why the dating profile apps where they're like what are some of your interests and then you can put that on as like
1: yeah but i like meeting people the old-fashioned way
0: yeah
2: i prefer the old-fashioned way
1: also not initiate any conversation with people so <laughs> yeah it, true it's really loose, same but it's yeah the but old... i will say like the, the the kids oh god kids nowadays they meet people through snapchat and i find that so bizarre like my nieces and nephew they have met their partners via snapchat and i'm like is this safe
0: how did you and mustafa meet college what about you and kale
1: Sna- okay
2: <laughs>
0: wow alex calling that out it's interesting cuz like we're we're all of the same generation well no cuz i think what, my wait, year was last millennial so when were
1: when were you born what year 2002 oh yeah oh, you're gen z mm. oh my gosh 2002 <laughs> i looked this up yesterday gen z starts at 97 yeah so i'm i'm like just
0: on the end of millennial um <laughs> but but it's interesting because, like, we both met our partners in college.
1: And, and they're you, you met on
0: Snapchat, Instagram. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's just how it is now, but, like, I'm just like, what, do you find a random name? Because I know in Snapchat, random people pop up. Do you just message one of them and you're like, well, hey?
2: So, putting Cal on blast a little bit,
1: we were, like,
2: we followed each other on Instagram and I did like confirmation with one of his friends and so when he added me on snapchat I thought that was the connection but because I didn't like actively promote my snapchat but he figured out my username and then was like hey and then got it the rest is history
1: got it got it all right do you have something to say I don't
0: know do I have something to say but I think we covered
1: a Yeah, Yeah, we did cover
0: a lot. Yeah, it was it's meeting people online versus meeting people in person in general. Like obviously my better luck has been meeting people in person because (laughs) anybody that I met online has has, it 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 crashes. You you
1: wished you had a rating.
0: I wish I had a rating. I wish
1: (laughs) I would have had a rating.
0: It would be even more fun if like On the dating app, let's say that you and like a recent ex end up on the same dating app and you come across your recent ex. You could rate them there and be like, well, I dated this person. We broke up because blank, blank, blank. You can just start the ratings off.
1: God, this is a bad idea. No one will get any dates. That's
0: ideal. We're overpopulation is a problem, Alex.
1: Okay, there's eight billion people on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, do you guys have anything else you want to say, talk about?
0: Um, Come see Christmas Rose because Christmas
2: Rose, also the Christmas concert. Oh, the Christmas Uh, concert
0: is December tenth.
2: This 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 Sunday. Yep. That's
0: yeah. A week from today. What's
1: it at seven?
2: Yeah. So you could do it. It could be a double header. Well, no, that's not what that means.
0: Double feature.
2: Double feature. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, Um, See the show. Get some dinner. Support local North Tonawanda establishments. Establishments, and then see fantastic talented people singing. Yeah.
0: that's gonna be a lot of fun the concert is gonna be a lot of fun um, our first rehearsal for it was I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest it was a nightmare rough. <laughs> it was rough it was yeah but this last one was really really great we had our we have a little uh, cobbled together choir that has a couple of numbers that they're they're gonna open and close the show and then they have one in the middle um, and they only rehearsed once, and it was the last time, and they they pulled it together real quick and it sounded really really great uh and then all of the soloists sound really good uh so i'm I'm super excited super excited for that um that's gonna be a busy busy day for for all of us involved because it's it's Christmas rose at two that probably won't wrap up until. 4:30-ish with an inter- with the intermission and and possibly delays in starting cuz there's usually a few minutes there's usually like a a couple of minutes of delay um and then I'm pretty sure most of us I know Deej has a lot of running around that he has to do in between uh but most of us are probably just going to stay straight through so mm-hmm. we can do like a mini rehearsal before we go on for the concert but that'll be that'll be a lot of fun
1: yeah, all right. You guys better be there. Be there or be square.
0: Or a circle. We don't judge.
1: True. Yeah. <laughs> no stereotyping here. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of the Starry Night Theater podcast brought to you by JDS Electrical, Inc., licensed and insured. Call 716 523 for all your electrical needs. See you next time. Bye-bye.